0: Good morning. I want you guys to work with me a little bit this morning. Got any people who work with me a little bit today? How about you guys online? I hope so. I want you to kind of go back in time with me, if you would, for a minute. Kind of close your eyes and just visualize some of these things as we get started here. I want you to go back and think about the the wild, wild west. Still got eyes open. Y'all ain't even listening to me. Are you ready? Close your eyes. Going back in time, wild, wild west. What do you see? Think about this. Man, you got the horses going by. You got the old piano going. You got the card games, you got the smoke, (coughs) you got the whole thing. You got the blacksmith banging out the horseshoes, you got the train blowing the whistle, right? What do you think of next? You walk across the street and you go into the post office, open your eyes. What do you see? You usually see the wanted posters, right? So today I want to talk to you a little bit about that coming in from another angle. We're going to be talking about uh, sharing some stuff from god's word in colossians chapter three i want to encourage you guys to read that chapter this week and just really meditate on the word but we're going to have some fun with this today and i pray that we encourage one another in the lord how many people come to be encouraged today all right i pray that that's what happens here because i'm going to tell you what we're going to walk through this thing so as we go through this I, i i know when we think about life would you say that you are really alive in your christian walk is it vibrant do people know that you know jesus Do they know that you're excited about Jesus? Now, I know some days are better than others. And like I said, you don't have to get somebody in the Holy Ghost headlock or anything else or just carry your Bible around or whatever the case is. But I wonder, do they know by your actions and by your words and the way you love on people and the way you pray for people, right, that that you are about God's business? Well, you know I got a restaurant story, right? Yesterday, I just thought about this. Yesterday, we was getting ready to leave Texas Roadhouse. And we were going, and this guy came up to me. goes, hey, 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 hey. I go, hey, what's going on? And it was one of the waiters that we've had off and on. And see, so when I have a waiter and they're handling your food, I want to know about them. How about you? What's going on? How you doing? Where you live? Who's your mama? What's going on? Come to find out, I knew his mama. It was crazy. It was. I went to school with her. So that was a couple of things. He goes, hey, Mr. Buddy, you got a chance? Got a, got a second? He said, hey, look, man, I put in for this job. And he, he's, he's doing school teaching stuff. This boy has been working and going to school, working and going to school. He said, I got two opportunities coming up. He said, I want you to remember in your prayers. I said, not a problem. We're in the middle of the roadhouse. I said, let's pray right now. He said, yeah. See, because I don't like telling somebody I'm going to pray for them and I go down the road and forget about it. So in the middle of the roadhouse while they were going, yee-haw, we were going, praise the Lord, right? Now, everybody don't have to do that, but that's just how I'm wired because I don't want to forget about it. But what what blessed my heart was this guy knew if he came to me, I'm going to pray for him. That's not a buddy thing. That's just, it took me a while to get there. How about you guys? I remember one time I was in the shop at my work, and this young guy was—he was just really ministering to me. I've shared this story before, but I, what I've seen over and over. I, I remember one day he was telling me about the Lord, and we'd go out and he'd pray over the food, and I'm kind of looking around. I'm just—I'm just a little sideline Christian guy. But that one day we're in the shop, and everybody's working on stuff and banging on stuff. He goes, well, "Man, you know what we ought to do? We ought to just pray about it." I said, "Yeah, that'd be good." So I started working. On, I thought he meant like some time, like one day. I'll catch you when I'm on the side of my bed tonight. And he snatched on the back of my neck. And he said, Lord, in Jesus' name. I was like, there's people here. He said, close your eyes. They won't bug you. Kept on praying. And I'm going to tell you, and all the guys, you know, they, they're yelling and everything. They're banging on something. they just, just, eek. Just, and the next thing you know, there was a reverence because the presence of God was there. My buddy didn't do that to make anything, you know, look at me. That's just the life that he lived. That's just what it was. And as I spent time with him, it got on me. How about that? It just got on me. I said, like, well, let's just pray about it. Let's just pray about it. See what's going on. I was at my buddy's restaurant yesterday. I was hanging out. I said, how's business? He said, it's been slow. I said, let's pray about it. Are you willing to jump in? Man, live that life that you are alive. Or are we just living this life that we're just kind of dead? And that's what I really want to talk to you about today. I'm going to pull up our scripture if you've got your Bibles with you. We're going to be all through uh Colossians, but this is kind of where we're going to launch from, okay? And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ, your servant. Let me just say something here. How many people understand that we are not working our way to heaven? Somebody please say amen. Amen. You are saved by grace through faith, not that of yourself. It is a gift to God. It talks about in the book of Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 but i'm gonna tell you what when you got some good news don't you want to share it how about this how about moms and dads and 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 grandparents everything isn't it a blessing when when your your children turn around and they want to be a blessing to you you still love them they're still your children but i'm gonna tell you what it does me good when my my kids say hey dad you know i was thinking about this We, we want to do this we want to spend some time with you or hey dad hey you know what do you think about this and they're probably going to do what they want anyway don't we all do that Come on, somebody. You know we do. But sometimes we like to get a little input. One of the major things I miss about my dad not being here, and I miss my dad just for the fellowship, but I like to bounce stuff off my dad. That does not mean I always did what my dad gave me as input. And I will say his input was much better than mine for many, many years and probably even now if he could speak, right? But you know what? What he poured into me still resonates in my heart what God has poured in to his word for us to drink in still should resonate in our heart, man. Let's talk about being alive today. Everybody doing good? Let's do it. So we're going to jump on in here. And if you got your Bibles with you, like I said, we're going to be in Colossians. I got some other selected scriptures. But I really want to be talking about a heart condition. I do that from time to time because I think it's a great thing. So one of the things, if we're really going to be alive, I think we need to have a servant's heart. And I want to talk about that. So, you know, when we think about that, think about that term What what do you picture about that when you you think about that, a servant's heart? Who do you, do, do you picture somebody, let's just start here. When you say a servant's heart, what comes to mind? Is it your neighbor? Is it somebody at church? Is it David? Is it Moses? Is it you? You know what? I hope that it's us. And the first thing I want to start out is we got to make it Personal. A lot of times people say, don't take it personal, don't take it personal. I'm telling you today, let's make this thing personal because it's not going to help you if you don't make it personal because it's about a personal relationship with the Lord and it's about a personal uh, business in our own life. So think about this. You think about the business. I said, you know, we we have, we should be about the business of God. We need to be involved. It's hard not to be in the middle of something and not involved. You know what I mean? you got to get the pulse rate of it. You know what? One of the things we started years ago, and you guys know that come here on a regular basis, what's the thing we do whenever we shut the lights off, turn the cameras off, everything else? Hey, what's going on in, a, in a family? our church family's life? We take a minute because I want to know what's going on because I want to be a better servant of the Lord to my family. I want to stand with you and others have the opportunity then if you desire to share things then they say you know what don't forget to pray for such and such or don't think about it or you know what I can help in that area so it's not just this time of just what's going on it's this time of what's going on And it gives us an opportunity to voice what God's been doing and what our needs are in Christ. So those things, that right there is just as important as any part of the service to me because we have the opportunity to to connect with the hearts and lives of our brothers and sisters. So look at this. Got to do a little self-checkup, right? Man, I preached this to me this week. I had to make some adjustments. How about you guys? How is Jesus revealed through you? Now, it might be different for everybody, but I want you to think about it whatever you do, it should point back to Jesus, right, whatever you do, I think it should point back to Jesus, somewhere along the line, do you give God glory for what he's doing in your life, are you thankful for where you are, you say, man, I'm in a bad spot, you know what, God can move you from that bad spot, work in that spot while you're going through it, so that you can help somebody else, now, we talk about this in Bible study. We talk about this a lot of times. Do we usually, and I think I got the answer already, do we usually learn more through some of the tough times or the good times? How many people think you learn stuff through the tough times? How many people would rather be in the good times? Absolutely. But you know what? When you get to the good times and you've been through the tough times, the good times are so much sweeter, aren't they? Man, I tell you, how many people ever been without money? Okay. You know, when you got a lonely light bulb in your refrigerator, and it comes around after that, and you go, woo we got pudding pops. We got chicken. We got stuff like that. Man, things are changing. You know, you say, man, I am blessed. And it's not always about stuff. A lot of times it's about the stuffing, what you're pouring in, what's going on in our life, what's happening there. So I, I think, you know, how is he revealed through you? Maybe it's through sharing. Maybe it's through praying. Let's talk about a few more things here. Here's a good question. Do others see you're a Christian, a Christ follower, or just hear that you are? Woo, that'll preach right there, don't it? Do they? Do they see it in your life, or do they just hear about it? Right? Now, that does not mean that you do this. How y'all doing? I'm your neighbor. Just like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, now, now, matter of fact, yeah, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian. Just want to let you know. How you doing? Oh, you shouldn't wear that. You shouldn't say that. You, oh, what? that's not what I'm talking about, right? What I'm talking about is that they will know you by your love. That does not mean that you are a doormat. That does not mean that you're a pushover, right? But do they know you by your love? Do you take time with people? Do you take time with people? I got I to tell her my wife here. It's a good story. I said, baby, let's go for a walk. She said, well, you talk to so many people. I said, we're just going to go for a little walk. I said, I will not want to even say nothing. I will not want to even say nothing. <laughs> if she knew right there, she went... I said, I'll try not to say nothing. So we get, I mean, she said, well, I just want to go for a little walk. I said, We'll go down to the water and come back. All right, we'll hold hand. We get around the corner, and other people are taking a little drive. Mr. Lester and Miss Mary, right? Fergie pulls down, rolls down the window. I said, And Denise, I thought I was going to pull her out of the car. How y'all doing? What's going on? Oh, yeah, that's good. And Mr. Lester was pulling up, she was still talking. I said, See why I take so long on the walks? It's contagious, but it's nice to talk to people and things like that, but I just, so that was it. Hey, I almost made it almost all the way back. I did talk to a dog that was running by. I said, come on over here. I figured I couldn't get in trouble with that, you know? But we have a good time, though, but it's nice to fellowship with folks, you know? Do they know that you're a Christ follower, or do they just hear about it? I pray that through our actions and through our time and everything else like that. And you know what happens is, you know why you talk more when you especially when you're with other believers? Because you got something in common. You got Jesus in common. That's good. You know, years ago when I was at another church, they had the upward program. I don't know if y'all know about that, but it's a Christ centered sports program. Sometimes it's in basketball, football, different things. And during basketball, they would have somebody come out and speak for five minutes. That was tough in the beginning to get to five minutes. After I got out there, it was hard to shut me up in five minutes. They were going, burr, burr. So at halftime, you would get to tell people about Jesus. And I'm like, I'm stiff-arming. No, but if you ain't never learned about Jesus, <laughs> and they're like, but you can, if you could just cut that down a little bit, you know, you know. But then we went to football, and they have a bigger break. I love that. See, I could talk longer because I love sharing about what Christ is doing. Come on, let's see what's going on with this. Are you faithful with God? what God has entrusted with you? I can hear my dad say, you need to take care of that stuff. You need to take care of that. Are we faithful with what God has entrusted to us? Now, we're thinking stuff. Everybody's thinking stuff, aren't you? Thinking about your car, thinking about your boat. How about the relationships that God has entrusted to you? Come on now. What about those relationships? Are you quick to say, I'm sorry? Are you quick to say, hey, you know, pick your battles. Anybody getting ready to get married? All right, I'm going to tell you, pick your battles, right? Is that a good word? Is that biblical? It probably is. I have to look for it, but I'm going to tell you what. It's a good word right there. (laughs) Yeah, major on the majors, minor on the minors, right? But you know what? Are we really being faithful with what we've been entrusted with? Look at this here. Look at Matthew 25, 23 here. And this is Jesus talking, and he shares a little parable. And y'all will remember this, but I'm going to just hit the high spots. And he says to his master, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Whoo! Man. That right there, preach all day. How many people want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant at the end? That doesn't happen on your deathbed. That happens today. Today. And so we make those adjustments, right? Again, we're not working and doing to get to god he did all the hard work but as a result of a transformed heart a servant's heart guess what it's going to produce good works you hear what i'm saying there it's going to produce things in your life that, that people go wait a minute he ain't just talking about it she ain't just talking about it something changed how many of your friends or neighbors realize once you got saying something changed anybody it should That doesn't mean, and a lot of times, people are just waiting for you to mess up. Does that ever happen to you? I got saved. The guys at work said, hey, 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 let's see how long this lasts. That was 20-some years ago, right? Some days are better than others. But I'm going to tell you what, I keep on striving. I keep on looking. I keep on going. I keep on praying. And I'll tell you what, I appreciate all the prayers from you guys. I'm going to tell you what, I'm working on something. I get a little text from somebody, hey, praying for you today. Hey, just thinking about you today. Woo, man, come on. I'm like, the guy said, what's going on? I thought that was a bad job. I said, ain't a bad job no more. We got people praying for us. Boy, tighten that wrench up. Let's get it. See, I get a little excited, right? But see, that'll get on people too. It'll get on their nerves sometimes too, right? <laughs> it will. Dude, Why are you so happy at 6.30 in the morning? Because I know Jesus. How about you? That does not mean that I don't go through tough times. We go up and down and all around. How about you guys? So just realize this, at the preacher's house, it happens too. Sometimes I think the devil comes and does double duty at my house. But we just keep on pressing in. Keep on trucking. Don't let him rob your joy. Continue to say, hey, you know what? I'm alive in Christ. I'm going to keep on serving. I'm going to keep on rolling. I'm going to keep on doing what God has called. I want to finish big by living good now for the kingdom and benefit the kingdom. Amen. How about you guys? How many people want to finish big? How many people want to leave a legacy, man? Leave a legacy. I said, man, you know what, I don't know, I never met my granddaddy, but I'm going to tell you, he must have been something else. Man, go to get a uh, gallon of milk, been gone for four hours. Was it he didn't know how to get home? No, he would. talked to everybody on every aisle. It doesn't matter. I love that. I miss Farm Fresh. I miss Farm Fresh. I Man, that was my pulpit out there. I get over there, and then they messed me up. They must have did it. They They moved all the milk to the front, so I couldn't talk to people. I get in the back. I got everybody. I'm over in the by the ragu sauce. I'm over here in the frozen food over there. Oh, you can't reach that? Let me get that. Praise the Lord. How are you doing today? Right? It doesn't matter to me. I just love to share about Jesus because you know what? The Lord has placed in me a servant's heart. But that doesn't mean that I don't have to calibrate it every now and then. Amen? Got to calibrate it, and I calibrate it with the word of the Lord because he wants us serving. Everybody doing good? All right, what else do I see when we're going through it? How about a thankful heart? If you've got a thankful heart, let me see you raise your hand and say amen. Yeah. Woo! Amen. You know what? I was teasing Miss Georgia. She gets out of the car. She's telling me how good a day it is. Every Sunday, I run out to the car right there. I said, Miss Georgia, I am so glad you sit up front. You're always positive and, and you smile and everything. She says, Yeah. She said, But I can't hear you if I sit in the back. <laughs> I said, Okay. She said, But I do like sitting up in the front. That's a blessing to my heart, man. That is a blessing to me. She calls it like she says. She says, it's a beautiful day. I am so excited. She loves the church family, loves getting in the word of God and everything else. And and she's got a good seat to prove it. So that's good. (laughs) Woo, I love it. Well, I want to read something. I don't have it on the board. But if you got your Bibles, you can kind of follow along. It's kind of short. It's in Psalm 100. And it's really talking about being thankful. And I'll read that to you. And uh, then we're going to go back and kind of pull it apart. It says, shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth worship the lord with gladness come before him with singing and joy novice said the lord is god he made us and we are his we are his people the sheep of his pasture enter his gates with thanksgiving go into his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name for the lord is good his unfailing love continues and his faithfulness continues to each generation man somebody say amen so let's just break that down i'm gonna give you five keys that i found in there to have a thankful heart look at that How about joy? How many people are joyful this morning? How many people are going to be joyful tomorrow? got to go back to work. All right. Purpose in your I told Michael when I got out of the car today. He said, how are you doing? I said, man, I'm doing good. He said, that's good. I said, you know why? He said, no. I said, because I chose to. I chose to, to be doing good. I chose to say, you know what? I got a thankful heart, man. Sometimes it's just a choice, isn't it? you know i don't feel like a lot of times i don't feel like different things but you know what if i choose to keep on rolling guess what it starts cultivating that heart things start changing next thing you know i got joy in my heart man and guess what joy gets contagious sometimes how many people want to come around you because you're joyful right or some people or when they get down they want to say well i don't know they come around then they want to hang on out with you but you know what greater is he that is in us than in the world so you keep pouring jesus out on all right so look at this joy proclaim the goodness of god for saving of our souls. Somebody shout on that. Think about this. How many people have ever studied on hell? We used usually keep that part of the book shut, don't we? It's real. It's not good. It's forever. How long is forever? Forever, right? That's Buckrow translation, Miles, right there. Forever is forever. Everybody want to do, what does that mean in Hebrew? Forever. How about that? What does it mean in Greek? A long time, forever. How about that? I got it. You think about that, though. He saved our souls, man. You don't have to go to hell no more. I don't know how you spell it, but that's how you say it. You don't have to. You don't have to. That's something to be joyful about. So that means, man, we can live any way we want. Man, let's live for him with a grateful heart. What else? How about gladness? How many people are glad? Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Lord. You say, I can't sing. It ain't stop me. I turn up the guitar ladder. Keep on going. That's all right. See, this is what you do. If you can't sing, get beside people that can sing. I'm telling you, that's what I do. That's what, and I'll be honest with you. My buddy helped me out a long time ago when I first started going to church. I didn't know none of the songs in there. They had no Leonard Skinner, Molly Hatchett, or Van Halen in that hymnal. I didn't know nothing. And I'm like, I can't read music. I don't know. I can read the words. And they're singing. He says, when it goes up, you go high. When it goes down, you go low. All right, and he heard me sing. He said, "Do what I do if I don't know the words." He said, "Just mouth cantaloupe watermelon, cantaloupe watermelon." I said, "That'll work." He said, "It's about the heart, anyway." Sometimes you just got to have fun with stuff. You know what I mean? But you know what? Make a joyful noise, man. Be glad. That's my dad. My dad. My dad was a lot of great things, but that boy couldn't sing. I'm going to tell you what, he would mess you up. I'd be trying to play the guitar, and he told play that thing. Play Wildwood Flower again. Go ahead. Play Foggy Mountain Breakdown. And it's going. Da, 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 da. My dad's going. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he having a seizure? What's up over there? I said, Dad, let me I handle the music. He said, boy, I can't even get static on the radio, but I like that. He's working it, man. Got to have gladness. But it never stopped it. How about this? Acknowledgement. Woo! The creator. And celebrate our acceptance through the sacrifice of Christ. He is our shepherd, role model, and protector, man. Anybody ever got bullied in their life? Go ahead. Raise your hand. Somebody bullied you. They didn't like the way you looked, what you wore, something like that or whatever. And then you have somebody take up for you. Woo! That's why I love my sister. My sister was older. She's a tooth chipper, baby. See, I'll tell you right there. That's good. Now she could be ladylike. Don't get me wrong. But man, when we were playing football and everything, I remember one time I was permanent hiker. I was small. Permanent hiker. I hike on this team. And some dude shoved me down in the road. Man, I was picking gravel out of my hands and everywhere else. I I didn't want to cry, but it was right down. You get a big face, you know. And then it's really going to go to the next level. Ooh! And my sister said, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "He pushed me down." Which one? I said, that one. That's all right, come on. My sister was fast, man. My sister is awesome. Gymnast, all this stuff, she used to make me do I don't know how many cartwheels before we go in and eat. Do that again, get back on the balance. I don't want to, do it again, do it again. You can do it. You know? So we get out there and my sister's like this. Go ahead, go ahead. we're gonna pass. 2 hand touches, my sister would break this way, that guy coming around there. Who? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh yeah, that's my brother over there. Be careful with him, okay? Yeah, it's all right. No problem. I got him. Got him. I said, that's right. What about your protector? I'm not saying God's going to turn around and elbow somebody on a 1903 Seward Drive, but you know what? I'll tell you what, he'll protect you. He'll block for you. He'll cover you. That's something to be excited about. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that. Acknowledge that the people that, that God has put in your path to protect you. It doesn't always mean physical. Maybe it's, it's just somebody speaking into your life maybe it's somebody saying hey that's not the best for you and this is why this is what god says come on let's walk this thing out encourage one another everybody got a thankful heart so far how about this access praise god we have access into the throne room of our heavenly father Woo! how many people i just this came to me right here when you're grown up you go over maybe maybe it's on sunday maybe it's just on turkey time on thanksgiving and they get the family together anybody experience that Doing that, get all the family together, right? And when you're little, you, you, everybody, Uncle Joe and Granddad, everybody, they up at the big table. You on the card table. How many people been on the card table? Everybody, see, I, it's not just my house. You've been at the card table, man. You sitting at the card table. You know, you right there. My sister over there still picking. We doing. <laughs> I just had a flashback of my, and my cousin straining his mashed potatoes through his teeth. Yeah, cranberries. Yeah, and see, he never got caught. I got caught because I started laughing and blowing stuff out your nose. My said, what are you doing over there? You ain't never going to sit at a big table like that. I ain't hungry no more. Everybody else looking at that nigga, we ain't either. <laughs> so later on, time goes by, right, through attrition and everything else. Granddad's gone, everything else. You move up to the big table. Wow. You're in the room. You're with the who's who's. Right? Well, look at this, man. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. We come right into our Heavenly Father's access. Y'all will never look at this scripture the same again in your life, will you? Yeah. But think about that. We have access to God. You know, how many know this? God don't have any. I don't think you say that. God does not have any. Is that how you say it? Stepchildren. You don't have any grandchildren. He's got children. You're front line, baby, with the Lord because of what christ has done is that good news man access i got one more how about this faithful the lord is good and faithful his love never ends never fails does your love fail sometimes i'll raise my hand for both y'all raise my foot over there for them too and, and all of them for me we just mess it up sometimes god doesn't mess it up so today if you're listening Or if you're sitting here today and you say, man, I've messed it up. Know that God hasn't messed it up and know that God's faithful. And know you can look back through these things that there is joy in Jesus. There is gladness because we have a relationship, a knowledge that the creator is on our side, that we have total access to God and that he is faithful. Everybody say amen. If you want to write down something in your Bible, circle Psalm 100. Go back and read it from time to time. Print it out. It'll fit on your refrigerator. It's only five verses, but it's good stuff. Everybody doing good? Let's do it. So we're coming down a home stretch. How about a captivated heart? What do you mean by that, man? We used to sing a song and it talked about His love is extravagant. I listened to it last night when I was finishing up the message Your love is extravagant. Your friendship, whoo, is intimate. I feel like moving to the rhythm of your grace, your fragrance. Is intoxicating in that secret place. Can't look watermelon. Can't look watermelon. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But I, I thought about that song. And I thought about going through the word of God and said, man, his love is unconditional and constant. Most everything I know in this world will change. But God never changes. Somebody say amen about that. Everything will change. Look at your waistline. Look in the mirror. Look at your bank account. Look at your Whatever. Things change, man. And change doesn't have to be a bad thing, but sometimes it's just good to hold on to something that is perfect, and his name is Jesus, amen. Is your heart captivated by that? Does does that rule and reign in your heart? Think about this. We talked about it. We have friendship that is intimate with our heavenly father. Man, the Lord knows you, and the Lord knows me better than we know ourselves, And he still came and died on the cross for you. See, in the end, we get Jesus and all his riches. In the end, guess what he gets? Us. I'm thinking I'm signing on the line for that deal. How about you guys? I just look at things different sometimes. People say, well, where'd you go to school? Where'd you do that? They always want to know your background. I don't want to look back there. I want to look forward to Jesus, right? Man, how many people got a rough background? Just nudge your arm like this. You ain't even got to put it all the way out. there. Everybody, everybody going like this yeah, Yeah, some of the background is not that great. But that's okay because we're on the front ground. And, and I, was, I was listening to this the other day. See, we know where the finish line is. We know where the finish line is. The problem is many people don't know where the starting line is. Guess what the starting line is? It's here today. It's at the foot of the cross. Start there and run, baby, run. Keep on going because anybody... Tell I get excited about Jesus. I've been thinking about this message all week long. I said, Lord, take this message. I want them to just know how good you are. I know they know, but let's remind them. Let's just remind them, you know, and start thinking about what he's done in our life. And man, I tell you what, how many people get a lot of phone calls that are not good? I get some that are good, but I get some that are tough sometimes. And I want to remind them. I want to remind them. But see, if I don't pour it in, I can't pour it out. How about you? How about that? People go through difficult times all the time. And there's sometimes, I'll be honest with you, I don't always know what to say. I say, man, I am so sorry. Sometimes you just cry with people. Sometimes I go, I am so sorry. But I'm going to tell you what. Let's go to God. God is in the healing business. God is in the restoration business. God is in the redeeming business. Amen? Look at this. His love and sacrifice rescued us from sin. Anybody ever been shipwrecked? I haven't. You been shipwrecked? Your boat broke down? I'm going to tell you a story about some guys I knew a long time ago, and they were tough. My buddy Charlie was tough. He's probably one of the toughest guys. I know I say tough because he's Carolina tough. That's tough. And Charlie, he used to work, before he went to work with us, he would use these uh, uh, tin snips. He did sheet metal work. I'm going to tell you what. That guy could grab your hand, and you would squall for your mama. he so I got smart one day. I said, well, I'm going to go ahead and shake his hand. i get ready to leave. He's coming on second shift. I said, hey, Charlie, how you doing? So I said, hey, how you doing? I said, hey, Charlie, how you doing? I put that left hand out and tried to put the mojo on him. Down to the knees I went. Ah, he said, boy, you know I got two hands, don't you? He said, I didn't always work with this hand. I worked with both hands. Putting the squeeze on me, right? Setting the stage. This guy's tough. He told me a story one time. He said he was playing pool, and he said he wants some money, and this guy didn't want to pay him. And i never forget, he said, he talked like he said, you know what that guy did? He had this little plastic leather jacket on, and he pulled out this little bitty gun and put it in my face. He said, that made me so mad I beat him so bad. And then I threw the gun on top of him. Why am I telling you this story? <laughs> we all need Jesus. Now, this guy was tough, I thought. They went out on a boat and a storm came up. And I'm going to tell you what, I'll probably start crying telling the story right here because when he told me that story, he was crying and slinging snot and everything. Mayday, Day, He was calling everything else like that. And guess what? He found the Lord out there on the water. Isn't that something? Started changing his life a little bit. See, the reason I give you the backstory because you've got to find a starting line. His starting line, when he come face to face that he wasn't that tough and the problems were bigger and the water was coming in and the boat was going down and nobody cared on the other end of the radio, guess what? Through all that screaming, crying, everything else, the Lord chose to spare his life and his friends. Let me tell you what. His whole look was different. His whole attitude was different. But I'm just telling you this. You don't have to be shipwrecked to find Jesus. Amen? But if you are, He's got the lifesaver, amen? He's got the lifesaver. He is in the rescue business from sin. And I'm going to tell you what. You say, what does sin have to do with the boat? Let me tell you, so many times, the sin just keeps creeping in. It's up to here. It's up to here. It's up to here. It's up to here. And next thing you know, you can't even decipher what's going on. But I'm going to tell you what God will rescue from that. And I tell you, somebody in the Bible that had this thing figured out, old Paul, listen to how he, he says about his life. Once he got the picture, his heart got capped uh, uh almost said decapitated, (laughs) captivated. That's funny right there. Too bad we can't edit that out, but that was funny. Anyway, check this out, Galatians 2.20. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Man, let's get to that place. Let's get to that place, man. That doesn't mean you don't have any, you're a robot or you've been taken over anything like that. The Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He comes into your life and he will guide you. That little nudge, that small, still voice, right? He's not out to get you in a bad way. He's out to help you in a great way. You got to deposit of him in your life. As we go through this, look at how he grows deeper and deeper. This guy that's writing this here had a changed heart, didn't he? You remember Paul, he was the guy that came from the best school. He was the right-hand man to the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was the the lawyer of all times. He was the one that says, those Christians, give me the word, I'll take them and drag them out. He was the guy that gave the order when when, uh, Stephen was on the side of the road there and they were coming against him, stone him. But guess what? He had a Damascus Road experience. He had a place where he's going down a road and guess who showed up? Jesus. Have you had that? I pray that you have it today in a good way. It doesn't have to be lightning bolts and clouds and smoke. Maybe it's just that your heart softened today and you say, I need the Lord. I need to, I need to put my life in perspective of what's going on here. And so I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. If you ever feel like you're worthless, don't buy the lie. The greatest, greatest, greatest price that could have ever been paid was paid for us. The question is, will you cash in on it? How do I cash in on it? By faith. By saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, I'm receiving your gift of eternal life from the death, burial, and resurrection in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm, I'm grabbing hold of that. I believe you're the Son of God. Lord, forgive me. I'm turning from my sin and I'm running to you. Now, earlier we talked about where we're going to have an opportunity for baptisms. When that person makes their commitment, right, then we follow in baptism. Baptism doesn't save you like we talked about, but it's an outward expression of an inward heart change. That person is saying, guess what? So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. That's what they're saying. They're identifying with that. Are you identifying with that? Let's keep on rolling. So, Let's do a little heart check, all right? What fills your heart? How about this? Does worry fill your heart? Here comes Monday, got to worry. Woo, Tuesday coming. Got some fear in my heart now. Woo, Wednesday, unforgiveness. Got a little doubt on Thursday, a little guilt on Friday, (laughs) a little brokenness on Saturday. But guess what? Sunday's coming, right? He rose on Sunday, right? You could have it every day. How about this? When we put our faith and trust in the Lord, these things still try to come against us. But let me tell you what you have, right? We have peace. We have love. We have joy. Thankfulness. Understanding. And the grace to walk it out. Amen. What's filling your heart? What's filling your mind? What is going to be different today when you leave here to get on the right side of the chart? Amen. Because here's the thing, I'm talking to believers right now. I'm talking to folks that have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Know that they're secured in Christ. Know that he is their savior. Know that they will never spend one second in hell because of what Jesus Christ did. But yet we still live on the left side of the chart. That doesn't even make sense, does it? Well, buddy, you just don't. Easy now. I know this. And I know that's from the enemy. And I know this is from God. What are you drinking from? What cup are you drinking from? Are you buying a bottle of lies? Are you drinking from the water that you'll never thirst again? I pray that that fills our heart today. I pray that we turn around and we say, Lord, you know what? I want my heart filled and I want to be totally alive. I hope you all got that today. Not just sitting on the sidelines of life. Totally surrender to what the Lord has for you. And guess what? It takes work at that. It's every day, sometimes every hour, every minute sometimes. Picking, crucifying our flesh, picking what God wants over what we want. How many people want certain things, right? That's great. Is it what God wants for you? Is the best. See, that's what it is. And sometimes I get to this point and then sometimes I don't. I'll just be honest. Lord, you know, whatever you want. I'd like to tell you I do that every single day, every single time. Nope, still work in progress. But I do know this. When I do that, I get on the right side of that chart. I get the peace. I get the joy. I get the grace. I get the understanding. I get God's best, not my best. And I'm going to tell you about God's best right now. God's best is Jesus. I pray that you got him. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much today. That yeah, we are wanted and we're wanted alive. Lord, we're wanted because you gave a great price for us. And Lord, you want us for eternity. And friends, if you're listening today, if you're sitting here today and you've never called on the name of Jesus, I pray that today is the day that you do. I pray this week that you look in the book of Colossians and read that third chapter. You can read a whole lot more. I'm just giving you some stuff to look at. Let me read that to us right here while we're in prayer. Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart. as working for the Lord, not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is the Lord Christ you are serving. Lord, help us to have servant hearts. Lord, help us to follow your path. Father, I thank you that you say, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Friends, if you're listening today, if you're here today and you're not sure that you would have eternity spent with the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to tune in real close to what I say. It is not by works. It is not by giving. It is not by by serving. Those are things that happen after the heart has been turned over to the Lord. It's by humbly coming to the Lord by faith and saying, Lord, I know that I have sin in my life. And Father, you are the remedy for that. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I believe you're the Son of God. Today, Lord, I put my faith and trust in you. Lord, I want to turn from my sin. Help me, Lord, to turn to you and live this life that is pleasing to you. And let me tell you, there will be rejoicing in heaven. And there will be rejoicing here. If that's something you did today, drop us a line. Give us a handshake and a hug while you're here. But I'm going to tell you what. You have been prayed for. And I pray that this message transforms your life. In Jesus' name. Amen.